Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. What is up, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the premier useless podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jason Tebbs. The other day, I was talking with my wife, and we were just taking an inventory, taking a stock of the things that were going on in our life, where we're at, where we want to be going. And we both feel that where we currently live is getting a little old, like we've outgrown it a little bit. And that that's for a factor of reasons. The first is our toddler's getting bigger. And it's nice to have a little more space for him to be a toddler. When he was a little baby, great. He wasn't walking around. He wasn't doing much. So this small little condo that we have fit perfectly well for the three of us. Three bedrooms, two bathrooms. I was also working in an office. So I was leaving every day and then coming back. Well, cut to... Three years later, we've been living in this place for a little over three years, and I'm working primarily from home, so I'm taking a full room as an office, which is also a pseudo-storage room, the extra bedroom. Our toddler is, you know, three and a half, a little over three and a half years old, and he's a lot more rambunctious, and he he takes up more space, and that's, that's fine, but I want to be able to give him the space he requires. And then the fact that we don't have any sort of like front yard or backyard where he can go out and just enjoy his time. Sure, we live in a condo complex. We're on the second floor and he would have, the thing is he would have to like go down some stairs and go across the parking lot to the closest like playground. There's no immediate green space that he can just have fun in. And not that, not that the like playground's all that far away, but we can't exactly monitor what he's doing from our window, right? We have to go out there as well. And it's nice to get out, you know, it's nice to get on a walk. It's nice to breathe some fresh air, get moving a little bit. But it would also be nice if we had a little bit of an area where he could just go out and enjoy the outside and we can still keep an eye on him pretty well. And he's at least decently contained with, hey, this is our yard. This is our space. You can have it. Now, I'm not saying I want like, a big old lot with a giant yard. No, that's not what I want. But even just like a townhome where they have little sectioned off areas where it's kind of your own. Maybe that. The other thing is because I'm working from home, if we were to ever have a second child, we have nowhere to put that child. Sure, when the child is super duper young, they won't be taking up all that much space. They'll be sleeping in our room with us. So we'll have kind of a leeway and a little bit of time before that child would need their own room. And you could always say, oh, well, why don't you bunk your kids together? Sure, that's an idea, but it still would be nice to have a little more space where maybe each kid, if we were to have another kid, could have their own space. Or if if a relative wanted to come stay the night with us, well, how it is right now, they take my kid's bed, because my kid sleeps on a full mattress, <laughs> and our my kid sleeps with us comes into our bed even though we took his little toddler bed and put it by the foot of our bed but he doesn't like to sleep in that little toddler bed he likes to climb in with us so that makes everybody have a bad night's sleep so we just feel like we're slightly outgrowing the place that we're in but also my wife and I I think kind of our ideals have changed you know when we first moved out here we're like oh it's kind of nice to be out of the way a little bit it's kind of nice to have a a little more open area around us where we're not smacked on top of everything else. It doesn't feel crowded. But 
two things have kind of happened. One, the area around me has grown rapidly, but two, we've realized, man, when you're when you're this far out here, you don't have as much access to things. Everything becomes that slight bit harder to access. And sure, you know, we have a a small family-run grocery store just down the street from us. Quick walk. Uh, we have like a Smith's that's 10-minute drive max, okay? But if we want to, say, go to an event, oftentimes those events are like in the city and we got to drive 20 minutes to get to the train station and then, you know, we can hop on a train and go. Or we're driving the 40 minutes into the city. Or if we want to visit my family, that's like an hour drive at minimum. And sure, we can visit my family on the train, but we all often like to stay the night. So, you know, we have all these different things where just where we at, where we're at geographically feels a little disconnected from the broader experience of the area that we live. And so we want to feel a little more connected. Lately, we've been going to a lot more events and have taken the train to get there. You know, the other day we went to the state fair. We took the train to get there. It was fun. A couple days before that, we went to the children's museum and we took the train to get there and it was fun. And we want to have better access to public transportation because taking the train is far less stressful for all of us. For me, I'm not having to focus on driving and, you know, having all my brain power on, okay, I got to drive, I got to make sure I'm being safe. My wife doesn't have to worry about like, oh my gosh, look at all these crazy on people on the road, this, that, and the other. My kid's not just strapped, strapped down into a car seat. He has a little more room to, to move and to look at things. Me and my wife can have better, more engaged conversations because we're not focusing on everything out there, making sure we're not getting hit. It, it felt more like a family activity. And the train ride felt part of the experience rather than the car ride feeling like the tax that you have to pay to have the experience. Riding the train felt like part of the experience. And the other thing is, when you're part of public transportation, it really opens up your eyes to, oh my gosh, like, there are people. Like, people are around. There are people with their own experiences, their own their own ideas or people going through their own struggles, having their own success. You really see the humanity of it all. When you're in a car, I don't identify cars by the person behind the wheel. I'm like that big ass F-150 over there freaking is tailing that other person, weaving in and out of traffic. That BMW is coming screaming down the left lane. Hopefully a cop's not just sitting there waiting to pull people over for no reason. You're not worrying about all that. And you're, you're understanding like, okay, there is a humanity. Now, the other thing that I think makes people uncomfortable initially, and I'll admit I was uncomfortable in some spots, is because you're taking public transportation and you're seeing a lot of different walks of life on that public transportation, there were some less than, less than pristine people. I'll just put it that way. And I, I don't want to like knock anybody who's already at a low point in their life, but... You know, there there was a point where we were walking past. I had I had my my son in my arms. I was carrying him, um, and we walked past this lady, and she was either going through like some mental health thing or some sort of trip of some kind, and she was like talking to herself and yelling at who knows what that she might have been seeing or voices she might have been hearing. I don't know what exactly was was going on. Not that I didn't feel unsafe, but it's one of those things where I don't encounter stuff like that every day. But 
at, at the end of it, I'm like, okay, that that is somebody that is having a very unfortunate experience right now. And they're in very unfortunate circumstances. And it makes me kind of reconnect with humanity as a whole. Where I have to say, hey, it's not just me and my family and we get into this little air-conditioned box and fly ourselves 80 miles per hour down a roadway to get to the very nice destination of my parents' house or my friend's house or my in-law's house or my own house and everything's compartmentalized into these little prim and proper boxes that we've put them in and I don't have to I don't have to see the reality of the world. I don't have to go into the city and walk down the street as, you know, some lady is having an experience that I I can't understand fully. But when when you see those kind of things and you interact with with people at large, it really does connect you to the idea of okay, we're all in this together and I want to make this experience of life on this earth better for all of us. I think it makes me think that when you get to a certain level of rich and you are doing things like hiring a private driver and having a private jet and you completely block out the the whole entirety of the public because you're having, you know, this person do your grocery shopping and you're having this person do your dry cleaning and you're having, you know, this person take you from point A to point B inside a very pristine situation, you lose that connection that there is humanity and life outside of this or outside of yourself. But when you're on public transportation and you're walking to the train station after going to the children's museum and you've seen everything from, you know, families at the children's museum to other people going shopping and eating at restaurants downtown to uh, a group of homeless people to a um, Asian, I I don't know the exact nationality, restaurant to uh, a lady um, having some sort of episode on the side of the road to, you know, this, that, and the other, and you're passing all these different people, and you're seeing such a wider swath of the human experience, it really grounds you and makes you appreciate, one, what you have, because I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm not going through whatever experience that lady is, but two, you're like, man, I hope that lady can find a situation where she can better her life in some way. Now, I don't have the answers for that, but I'm a lot more willing to have policies that help people out in general. You know, I think that's why New York and, you know, the five boroughs have such a, a strong tie and idea of this This is our city. You know, New York's our city. We make New York. We are New York. It's because so much of that population is just in it together day in and day out. People live in the city. People from all walks of life are, are taking the subway or walking down the street. They're they're passing by each other. They're seeing the highs and the lows of the city. Like they're they're all in it together, if if you want to quote high school musical. Where me, I'm living in almost a suburb of a suburb, and it's forty minutes to Salt Lake from where I'm at. And I'm not experiencing it every day. And my office isn't even in Salt Lake proper. It's, you know, in a, in a different part of the valley. So I wake up in the morning and twice a week I, I get in my air-conditioned box and I go specifically to my office 
And all I have during that whole experience is, oh my gosh, all these other people in their cars. When I was when I was taking the train three years ago at my job I had before this one, and I was kind of in between, you know, moving from college into where we are now. I was staying with my parents for a couple months, me and, me and my family were. And I was taking the train into work, and it, it was so nice. Sure, it was like an hour and a half train ride or an hour and 15 minutes, and it wasn't the most efficient thing in the world at the time but it was nice because I didn't have to think about anything I could relax on the train I could I I brought my Chromebook so I could I could write I could look at stuff online do this that and the other and I didn't have to worry about driving but I also felt so connected to these commuters like I got to a point where I could recognize like oh yeah I see you on the train I see you every morning you know we're we're on the same train platform. I didn't ever speak to any of these people, but I, f- I felt connected to that community of train riders. And a lot of them would get off at like North Temple. A lot of them would get off at Salt Lake Central. A lot of them would get off at Murray and they would, you know, switch lines uh, onto, you know, the, the more city focused tram lines. But had I not had that experience, had I been commuting every single day, I would have been sitting there just angry at every other person around me because we're all trying to cram down this motorway in our air-conditioned boxes during rush hour traffic. So getting back to, you know, me and my family, we've been having these experiences where we've been using public transportation more and we've been walking around the city and we've realized just how nice it is that we, we can get around places and not have to worry about driving or parking and we can see more things and we can experience more things. And I think that's healthy for my kids' development to use things like public transportation and to see things like the city and experience you know the, the cool things that the city has to offer, but also see people in less than ideal circumstances. And a lot of parents might be like, oh, that's scary. I don't want my kid around, you know, anybody that's homeless, or I don't want my kid around anybody that might be going through some weird mental health episode, or might be cracked, you know, cracked out on the in the gutter of the street. And it's like, okay, I I understand that at the end of the day, we want to we want to keep ourselves and our families and our kids safe. Yes, I'm not saying do anything that's that's strictly dangerous. But walking around the city in the middle of the day in a fairly public area and just so happen to walk past somebody going through a poor experience, that can at least open up their eyes to the fact that, hey, there are people that are struggling out there and you can either kick them while they're down or maybe you can help find a solution. And not everything in this world is going to be perfect. And yeah, it kind of gives you a little bit of appreciation for the blessings that you do have in your own life. But at the very least, it'll give you an understanding of the world as a whole. And that's why I want to travel a lot with my family. I I want my family to see the world. I want to see the world and I I want us to have more experiences. And I think you get more experiences when you can be on things like public transportation um, and you can experience the city that way. So my wife made the observation that every two years in our marriage, we had moved. So we got married. Two years later, I had graduated college, so we needed to move out of student housing. Two years after that, I, you know, switched jobs, so we had to move for that. And at this point, we've been in this place for three years. So kind of our cadence was two years. Now we're at three years, and we're getting that itch of, okay, we want to move. We want to go someplace else. We want to see something new. 
and luckily I'm making a lot more money than I was, but unfortunately, housing is a lot more expensive than it was. If housing was still at the same price level as when I bought my condo, I could almost double, not exactly double the space, but I could buy a much nicer place. Unfortunately, it has gone up considerably, uh, and so I can I can still afford a slightly better place, just not as nice of a place as I would have been had housing not skyrocketed. Either way, the last three years of my life, I feel like, and especially the last year, my view on a lot of things has drastically changed. And the things that I value and where I find my worth and what I hope for for me and my family. You know, I used to think like I could not live in the heart of a city. I need to live in a suburb, have a little bit of space. And maybe not maybe not the heart of a city, but maybe the edges of a city. I don't know. Just having access to public transportation because where I live, there's zero. There's none except for twice a day a bus takes you to the nearest train station. Twice a day. The bus picks picks up from the center of my city, takes you to the train station. You can't get anywhere else on public transportation. And having lived where I have for a year, where I have to drive so far for so many things, I'm like, I can't, I can't have my life be like this forever. I can't be in a position where I have to drive so much just to do the most basic of things. So me and my wife have kind of thrown around ideas. Um, you know, we might purchase bicycles that are kind of hefty that, you know, could even get us through the snow on certain things, uh, throw on, um, crates and totes onto those bicycles to get around to do things like quick grocery shopping trips. Because even though I live like so far away from a lot of things, I've landed at like such a unique area within my broader area that I can get to a fair amount of stuff on a bike or walking. It's just like the bulk of everything is just beyond that point. The bulk of the stuff that we need to do or want to do is just beyond that point. We we can go to a grocery store that's just down the street. We have like two or three restaurants that are right near us. We have some parks that are right by us. But you kind of exhaust that list pretty quick. And I'm tired of having to drive so far to get to anything, especially family. We would at least like to be a lot closer to either my parents or her parents. You know, right now she's trying to go back to school. So staying in state is the better bet at this time. Also, her brother might move up. So that would be like, oh, shoot, (laughs) we don't want to move away if you're about to move up. So a lot, a lot of things, a lot of conversations have been had. And if I end up moving within a calendar year, I, I would say if I end up moving in 2023, I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. Maybe not in 2022, but really 2023, I very well may pull the trigger and move someplace else. So if uh, you're a friend or family that's living in the area, don't hold me to moving in 2023, but I'm just saying I might need some help moving in 2023 and uh, that'd be great and I'll buy everybody lunch. Okay, thanks. Anyway, that's what's gonna that, that's gonna do it for this episode of Teb's Talks, the premier useless podcast. Go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate, subscribe to the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. Check out my website, jasontebs.com. That's got 
everything I do in one handy dandy place. Uh, broad suggestion for the people at large. If you got public transportation near you, one activity this coming month, we'll, we'll say, you know, by the end of October, try and replace one activity instead of driving, replace it with public transportation. Now for me, that means, okay, I, I drive to the train station and take the train from there. So not a hundred percent of it is public transportation. You might be in a situation where you can do a hundred percent of it on public transportation, but try and do that switch up, like see how it goes, see what the experience is like. And at the very least it'll, it'll change, give you a little bit of change. It'll, um, show you a new light. It'll disrupt the, the status quo a little bit. If you, if you feel like, Oh, I'm in a rut, I drive, you know, here, there, just try and replace it with, with public transportation once you might enjoy it a lot more than you think. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time. Peace out.